and let's have them pay for it, and then let's make money on that, and let's put that in the county coffers and use that to continue benefiting the county in all sorts of ways. You know, what's the next million-dollar idea? At least they're looking for it in the city of Milwaukee. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 6.12 on this Monday morning. Earth, wind, and fire sticks. Just a couple of the headliners at the BMO Pavilion during this run of Summerfest, which will enter week two later this week. Today's headliner, Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson. And his band. What would his band be called? I don't know. <laughs> the mayor presenting his State of the City address there at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Summerfest, of course, off until Thursday following its opening weekend. Again, we're on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday for three consecutive weekends scheduled now. In a news release from the mayor's office, the mayor will address a range of topics, including the city's fiscal situation, public safety, economic development, and new initiatives to be announced at the event TMJ4 News reporting uh, after talking with the mayor that he's going to focus a lot on lead pipe removal and replacing those lead pipes in the city. He wants to speed up that process. Uh, they were talking about having it take some 60 years to get that work done, and the mayor wants it done in 20. So that'll be one of the hallmarks of his speech today. Have you ever covered one of those? I've been a bunch of them in the past. They usually try to choose some sort of attractive venue, get people out of City Hall. Do they have any of the vendors open for this? Right. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Right. Just the one side of the grounds is open, yeah. a bunch of side acts. Who would the side stages be? <laughs> I'll tell you who I would invite to the side stage, because one thing I would like to hear a little bit more about, we got a news release from the city about uh, the, an initiative. It was actually a directive from the Common Council to every department in the city to find ways to make money. And one thing that always frustrates me about whether it be city, county, state, federal governance we're always presented with like two options. Here's the budget. It's tough budget times. We can A, drastically increase your taxes or B, drastically cut services. Which do you want? Well, isn't there a C? Come on. I want C. And C is let's get creative. Let's find different ways to perhaps bring in revenue that has value also for the people who are generating that revenue. So this was uh, during the Common Council meeting on Tuesday, a resolution directing all city departments and city-related agencies to investigate methods of generating revenue for the city. number of aldermen and women were sponsors of the legislation. The resolution further directs each department and agency to present its findings at a meeting of the Steering and Rules Committee to be scheduled later uh, in this uh, summer. So... You know, like I, I always point to the beer gardens in Milwaukee County, making millions of dollars since they've been you know, sort of reinvented. Right. And everyone loves to go right. and support them. Somebody thought or remembered, what, how long have they been around? Like 10 years is a while, yeah. About. But somebody like rediscovered, like, you know what people would like to do in the park? Drink some beer. Yeah. And let's have them pay for it, and then let's make money on that, and let's put that in the county coffers and use that to continue benefiting the county in all sorts of ways. You know, what's the next million-dollar idea? At least they're looking for it in the city of Milwaukee. 615, Brandon Snide has sports. Coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It was a fun weekend to be a Brewers fan as Milwaukee beat the Cleveland Guardians on Sunday by a final score of 5-4 to four in extra innings. Owen Miller, the former Guardian, doing his part to ensure the crew took home the win 
and the series. Miller one for four in the game of the pitch. Fly ball deep in the left field. Quan going back onto the warning track. Watching it hit high off the top of the fence. It stayed in play around third. Weimer relay to the plate will not be in time. And the Brewers have the lead in the 10th. By a matter of inches, Owen Miller missed a two-run home run. Josh Maurer on the call right here on WTMJ. As Miller drove in a run in that inning and the Brewers go on to take two out of three in Cleveland, to begin their ten game road trip. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good good series win, uh, tough game for sure, and um, you know road trip goes on. With the win, the Brewers improved to a record of thirty and four when they score five or more runs. Next up for the Brew Crew, a four game trip to the Big Apple to take on the Mets that begins today. Coverage gets underway right here on WTMJ beginning at five thirty five. Colin Ray expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. From the Diamond to the NBA, as the league announced the Bucks Summer League schedule, the Bucks will tip off beginning on July 7th. Andre Jackson Jr., the 36th overall selection, is one to keep an eye on heading into the team's Summer League action. Kind of a Swiss Army knife guy. I mean, just top-level athlete, great in the open floor, um, really knows how to play, great pace, great decision-making, um, high character, and just a winner. And so we're really excited to have him on our team and, and to, to be able to draft him. General Manager John Horst there on his newest edition. And speaking of additions, the next major mark for the league and the Bucks. Free agency, which begins on Friday, June 30th. Coming up, tear it down, leave it be, and all the ideas in between. We'll talk about the future of a popular stretch of freeway in downtown Milwaukee with Milwaukee Business Journal's Mark Cass. He's live with us next. Six twenty-two on Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince Vetrano, Michelle Richards in for Eric today. Eric's up north. I think he's back tomorrow. And on the line with us right now, the editor in chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, Mark Cass. Hey, Mark. Vince, how are you today? Uh, doing well. I wanted to ask you about a couple of things that some recent reporting in the Milwaukee Business Journal, and I want to start with that piece of seven ninety-four that connects the Hone Bridge to the Marquette Interchange. Uh, couple of ramps or a number of ramps there that lead up to the Hone Bridge need to be rebuilt. That much we know. And a number of people started this conversation of, well, hang on. If we're going to do that, let's at least be sure that's what we want to do, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, really kind of looking at what went on 20 years ago on the northern part of downtown. Think about the East, East Point and Park East, kind of what went on there and kind of how that got ripped down and kind of what's there now. Think about the arena and kind of where it, where it is exactly. I mean, if not for that freeway really being gone, it w- I mean, it wouldn't be there. It'd be somewhere else. So kind of having that conversation, is there a way to make this land that's under the freeway really more, you know, have offices, have retail, have green space, make it more interactive? Right now there's kind of a, I mean, I mean, really not a wall between the third ward and the downtown, but not the most accessible, nice area. So just kind of look at that and see, is there an opportunity to really make it nicer and to also and also to make it more easier to get in and out of. So this conversation has jumped rather quickly, though, Mark, from the guys like us talking about it to the Department of Transportation considering now several, pun intended, concrete right. options <laughs> that, that they could move forward <laughs> with. Or probably less concrete options, right? Yeah, I suppose, yes. Concrete out there and just looking at it. So, I mean, the, really, there's nine options right now from kind of really, really, I mean, really kind of leaving it as it is to really not having it there at all and to having it at grade and and then also making Clyburn now going either way on Clyburn. Right now you can only go west on Clyburn, you know, really making it an interactive, 
more easily accessible and more active area in terms of, again, looking at things like office there, looking at retail spots there, looking at more green space there, trying to connect areas of the city to make it more kind of easier to get to and hopefully, obviously, get more people there. So, I mean, it's really kind of moved ahead. We'll see how far it goes. You never, you know, I mean, a lot of, I mean, really the largest concern I've heard, Vince, is about access. We want to do, in that we want to get people in and out of downtown. We want to make it easy for them. Is this the way to do that or should we leave it the way it is? You know, I'd be surprised if there wasn't some sort of compromise here into trying to make this area just more easier, just make it more, more kind of attractive for the region. So what happens to the Hone Bridge then? Would that just be just kind of a standalone bridge if, if you knock down that area of the freeway? Well, not, really not standalone. You'd still be able to access it at some point, and you'd still be able to really get to the south, which is very important, but just would make you have to, and I mean, really shouldn't say have to, but it'd make it easier for you to drive through the middle of the city because, you, I mean, because, you, you, because you'd be at grade. It's almost, again, it's not like you can't access the northern area right now of the city, right? I mean, I mean, through, I mean, through East Point, is, you still have McKinley, which is still a very high, highly traveled street, but it's at grade. It means it's easier to stop at a a restaurant, easier to stop at a store, easier to stop at a, at some green space. It just makes the area much easily more accessible. Talking with Milwaukee Business Journal's Mark Cast this morning. Mark, another piece that uh, you all have been working on is uh, Harley Davidson is the latest sponsor to yeah. to do a full wrap on the downtown streetcar, which means they're paying sponsorship dollars in that keep the hop up and running. In addition to that, Mark, like what are you hearing about the long term future of the hop, particularly with the new strings attached to the legislation coming out yeah. of Madison? This one's going to be just really interesting to watch, Vince, because the streetcar, there's just, anytime you say the word streetcar to anybody in the city, what happens? You either get, oh, my God, it's great, or oh, my God, it sucks. You know, it's just a <laughs> right. horrible waste of money. You know, there's just this thing in this community about the streetcar. You either love it or you hate it. And so there's just this animosity right now, I mean, especially up in Madison, through the Republicans who just have hated it for years and years, are now trying to stop it. Yet in the city, it's obviously up and running. How do you expand it? Because it's only as good as, as its expansion, right? I mean, right now it's one route. Some, someday soon, hopefully in fall, I mean, they'll open the other route, which will go through, through, through the couture at the lakefront. But after that, there's nothing else planned right now. So, I mean, I think the Harley investment is significant, not in as much as how much it is, as is who it is and the fact that it's happening now. And are there other firms out there who will step up now from an advertising standpoint to help them with revenue? Is there any other money out there, whether it's from the feds, through grants, through some way to get more money in the system? Because, I mean, really, to be honest, I mean, it's long-term success is not on one route. I mean, it's got to be expanded, whether it's through the, uh, through the convention center, up through the arena, up north into Brewers Hill, or south through the third ward into, into the Walker's Point. It has to be expanded at some point or it's just not really having the impact it needs to have. Editor-in-Chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, Mark Cass, with us live this morning. Thanks, Mark. Great to talk to you. Vince, it's always good to talk to you. For, 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 for your, you have a great weekend. Hopefully, Eric's back at some point, right? <laughs> Eric is back from his up-north adventures later this week. Up-north adventures. I've heard, I mean, I've heard, I've heard a lot of, of, of stories about those. I'm, a little, I'm anxious to hear more. We'll share all of them.
641 on this Monday morning. So the Brewers were on the road this weekend, but there was still a home run at American Family Field. An Oak Creek graduate, upon receiving his diploma at the school's commencement ceremony being held at the home of the Brewers, took himself a victory lap. Midway through the handing out of the diplomas, a young male or female... (laughs) Okay, only a dude would do this. Uh, after receiving their diploma, walked off the stage, hopped over the ropes, and proceeded to run the bases, first, second, third, and home. And, and the reaction was? Almost standing ovation. Unanimous standing ovation from a sun-drenched, 90-degree day in the crowd. So it's uh, one of my golf buddies yesterday who had attended said graduation for his niece. He's telling this story to a bunch of us after the round, and and he was worried. He did not want to cause any further repercussions for the young man because he thought he was a hero, right? But he didn't want there to be any sort of backlash. He wasn't going to be the one who told radio guy who this young man was who did this, Michelle. So he was like, that's where you heard him. Like, I'm not saying it could have been a boy, could have been a girl. Well, again, you know dudes, right? Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, this had to be a dude, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so he was there, and he was telling me how it all played out. Here's some sound. I got video of the actual lap, so listen in. Ryan Nuss. No, he didn't. Isaac, he just ran the bases. Gavin O'Connor. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So how did I get the video, Michelle? How did you get that video? See, I was being a journalist here. So not I had no reason not to believe my buddy who was telling the story. I just wanted some extra confirmation before I went out here and blabbed about it on the radio, right? So I'm texting a few people I know in Oak Creek, and one of the people, we have some friends who have a young man who is graduating in that class. So I reached out to her. I text her just to confirm. I'm like, hey, did you see this? Like, is there video of it? Do you want to share who it was? Whatever. And she's the one who sent me that video. And she had the video because that was her kid. <laughs> Isaac Neal, I know him. He's a super cool young man. He's a smart, band kid, standout athlete. Everybody at school likes him, so he's a good kid. And yep, that was him. And you kind of heard in mom's voice, sort of like she was surprised, but not. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? no, she knows who her kid is. Yep. Uh, so here's, here's his statement I received a statement from young Isaac. I decided I'd only be able to do this once, and whatever the punishment, it would be worth it. On that, there could be a punishment. I am told that there is a citation that is possible, and not an award, like a ticket from MPD. He could still get that. I, I don't know how that all plays out. some slack. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Can't take it away from him. And if you want to see it, the video is up on my Twitter page, on my Facebook, or just text the word GRAD. To the old National Bank talk and text line, GRAD, G R A D, to 855 616 1620, and we'll send you the link. No, he didn't. Isaac, he just ran the bases. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Owen Miller hit a tie-breaking double in the 10th inning, and Elvis Paguara secured his first career save as the Brewers go on to win the rubber match on Sunday in Cleveland. By a final score of 5-4 to four. after winning two out of three in that said Cleveland, the Brewers will take on the Mets in New York tonight to begin a four-game set. Coverage will begin right here 
on WTMJ at 535. Colin Ray expected to get the start. The NBA announced the Bucks summer league schedule. Milwaukee will take on Denver to tip off summer fun on July 7th. With free agency getting underway later this week, teams and players can officially start negotiating contracts starting on 5 p.m. on Friday afternoon. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. Here's Brendan Snide. Before the season even began, the writing for the Brewers was on the wall. In March of this year, Corbin Burns reported to the Brewers camp with some eye-opening remarks regarding his contract situation after feeling, quote, hurt. His words, of course, not mine. Fast forward to today, the Brewers are a half game out of first place and have been hovering around the 500 mark for much of the past month or so, matching the pace of their ace. Burns is sitting with a win-loss record of 5-5, five and five, a 410 earned run average, and a whip of 1.19. His strikeout rate is clearly down, and his walk numbers are clearly up. If the season ended today, those three stats would land Burns as his worst since 2019, another season in which he struggled mightily. The Brewers, in my opinion, are in a bit of a crossroads here, sitting three games above 500 and questions that continue to surround their roster. The future of their outlook all lies in the right hand of Burns. Will these struggles lead the team to look to deal the soon-to-be free agent? Has his performance maybe garnered his price to potentially drop? General Manager Matt Arnold will have to gather the answers to those questions and decide on a path for his team going forward. At the beginning of the year, if you recall, I said no way on trading the 2021 Cy Young Award winner. With a team now that has more questions than answers, today, that opinion has changed. on Wisconsin's Morning News. On Monday mornings, we have our teammate from 101.7 The Truth, Telly Hughes, joining us here at uh, 10 to 7. Well, you're coming off a strong weekend of golf, my friend. Good for you. Oh, boy. (laughs) Vince, I was telling you that... um, it is amazing the depths that avid golfers would go through because I was in Dallas. Oh, yes, tell us about your suffering on oh, your golf course. It was <laughs> How tough for you? over 100 every day with a heat index of 104. Degrees. But guess what? Still out there. Yeah. I was like, I have no business being out here. Good road trip. But it was fun, though. Well, welcome back. What you missed while you were away, we had Greek Fest, which they moved years ago from the northwest side of Milwaukee to the State Fair Park. Because things were getting overrun in the neighborhood, and it was just it got too big for that neighborhood, and they had some problems and issues, so they wanted to bring it into a more secure location here at State Fair Park, and they had trouble again with people late in the night fighting to the point that they had shut it down early Saturday. They had adjust the hours for Sunday, and I started reflecting back a week ago. You and I were talking about Juneteenth and yes. the big celebration mm-hmm. that was underway. That was for the most part, in fact, for all of the part. Yeah. Really well attended, so many great reports, and then ended badly again. I mean, is this why we can't have nice things? Like, what gives here? And and, uh, the thing is, it's so frustrating because it's just a few. It's only a couple. And they're usually young people that want to get into it for whatever reason. And 
why do it there? Like, that's the thing that I can't understand. If I have a problem with someone, I'm not going to wait until there's a fest where everyone is enjoying themselves <laughs> to say, all you. right, here's my time to get you. No. Right. Like, so I, I think Y'all want to fight? Go fight. Yeah. Go fight. Go fight in the corner where nobody's watching and then no one cares. That's the problem. And I truly believe that it's just young people trying to use these venues where they know there's going to be a lot of people to settle their differences. And uh, it's a shame, just like Juneteenth and Greek Fest. It, it appears that everything went well. I know I was at the Juneteenth celebration. Everything was phenomenal. It was my first one in Milwaukee, and I really enjoyed it. And it wasn't until I got home that I realized something had happened. And so it was just so unfortunate and just like this situation. But hopefully it it, it does the only thing that comes out of things like this is more restrictions. And it's not right. like people are going to say, oh, it was a fight. We should increase hours next year. Right. No, right. it's not going to happen. So you're only hurting yourself. What have you been hearing from the people who listen to your show on 1017 The Truth? I mean, I know you've had a lot of conversations post-Juneteenth about all the good things from that celebration and how it ended badly. What have folks been saying about that and what they expect in the future from that celebration? I believe that it was just echoed by Mayor Johnson that you shouldn't allow that incident to really affect what's going on. I mean, what happened in that celebration. And I don't believe that there are going to be any sort of new measures put in place next year for Juneteenth, but I think there will be an outlet for younger adults to do different things and maybe keep them more occupied. Because once again, it was almost as if it was just a crime that happened. It just so happened to fall on Juneteenth. It wasn't a Juneteenth crime. It, to me, it seemed like that. And so um, hopefully it's something that um, you can learn from and and not necessarily put more measures in place because things are just going to happen. I thought there was a very, very um, strong presence of uh, Milwaukee Police Department at Juneteenth, and everything was going well until, once again, when it was over, a disagreement turned into gunfire. Well, it's just so disappointing, too. I mean, these events are meant to celebrate diversity, and it's just... Yes. Having just the opposite effect. Yes. And I just, I don't, once again, I just don't understand why people choose to use these celebrations in order to settle their differences. It's just, it's just, it, it's so frustrating. But hopefully, you know, when you know better, you do better. And hopefully we'll be able to do better moving forward. This conversation continues every morning with Telly in the morning at 1017 The Truth. Thanks, my friend. Good Th to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. Coming up on 657, the business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sari Lesk. Bankrupt retailer Bed Bath & Beyond looks for a buyer to acquire the assets of its bye-bye baby chain. Overstock.com bid $21.5 million for the intellectual property of the Bed Bath & Beyond brand. The home of the Milwaukee Milkmen has a new dining establishment. Brick Pizzeria and Ristorante has opened at the Ballpark Commons. And Ruda's Fresh Indian Fair opens in the former bowl space in Milwaukee's Walkers Point neighborhood. Its neighbors include Purple Door Ice Cream and Float Milwaukee. I'm Sari Lask with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.